Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, what does it really mean to be disruptive? Well, despite being known as the disruptive entrepreneur, I actually have the trademark on that phrase, I thought rather than hearing it from one individual, it would be more fun and appropriate for you to hear it from multiple disruptive entrepreneurs, millionaires, billionaires, and some of the most disruptive, controversial people alive today. David Goggins, David Icke, Katie Hopkins, Jordan Peterson, a half dozen billionaires, you name it, I have got them together on this mashup episode uh, for the Disruptive Entrepreneur channel. So I think you're going to really enjoy it. I think it's something a bit different. I think in these divisive times, being disruptive and innovative and doing things in a different, challenging way is vital. Disrupting yourself before someone else or a company or a virus or a competitor disrupts you. Now, I'm doing a little series at the moment on change, disruption and reinvention because, of course, right now the times are changing fast. It's survival of the fittest. It really is. Um, And also coming very soon is the launch of the new book, Reinvent Yourself with Gerald Ratner and myself. So um, that'll be live very soon. And you'll be able to hear that in future episodes on my YouTube channel, uh, the Disruptive Entrepreneur channel, and on my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. So enjoy. This podcast um, is really about disruptors, disruptive people. Um, what does that word disruptive mean to you? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is just what you said, disruptive people. For the majority of my life, people disrupted my life, but I allowed them to. Mm. But what happens is over a period of time, you become the disturbance mm. in your life because you allow all these disturbances to get in your head. Therefore, you have all this shit going on, but you become your biggest bully. Yeah. And once that happens, it's over. Mm. Once that happens, it's over because all you have in your mind on literally on a loop is negative self-talk. Yeah. And once that negative self-talk is, is on a loop, it's hard to get out of it. Mm. Someone once said to me, um, the, 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 best thing, the best way to disrupt is to disrupt yourself before someone else does competitions, friends, whatever. Do you have a thought on that about you taking control of challenging yourself so someone else doesn't own your life? That's the whole thing I talk about, winning the battle in the morning. So every morning I wake up, I believe in winning the battle against yourself. People say, why do you say that? Because there's a lot of things you can control. When you wake up, I talk about making your bed. Make your bed. Make sure your house is clean. Make sure you get your breakfast. Make sure you shower, shave. Whatever you're doing, control that. Don't hit the snooze button. All these things are very important. That's been told a lot of times. Why don't you hit the snooze button? Because you wake up already failing. You're already mm. behind the power curve. So what happens when you hit the snooze button? You may not make your bed. You may not do your hair the way you want it. You may not pick the right clothes out in the morning time. And I go back to this real quick. Remember how you had a job interview for a job? We've had several of them in our lives. What did you do the night before that job, weeks before the job interview, when you knew you had it? You prepared your, 
you know, you had a bowl out for your oatmeal, your cereal, whatever you had in the morning time, your coffee cup was out, your clothes were laid out, you studied, you rehearsed, you were ready. You brought your best self. Mm. You're going to war with yourself because you wanted that interviewer to see your best self. You won. You got the job. After a few months in that job, you look around, mm, I got the job. Start to back off. The clothes aren't out. You're not ready. Hitting the snooze button. You don't get up on time anymore. You realize that you can still have this job and not be your best self. The interview you is gone. Your job is gone. You have your job, but the interview you is gone. So winning the battle in the morning time is just that. It's that you wake up in the morning time and you own all this stuff. Because once you leave your house, the world then gets at you. And that's why I believe in that, not, not getting up in the morning time and checking your phone immediately. Everybody does that. They get up, the first thing they do is they grab their phone. Look at the phone. Maybe bad news on there. Mm. So how's your day start off? I don't go to the gym. I don't make my bed. I don't. You're caught up now on that phone. That's how your day starts. You lost control. So once you win that, once you win that battle in the morning time, then once you go out, now you've won. You go outside your house, you may lose your job. You may have a bad hit, but you won something. So, you, so you're going into battle having already won something, having already won. So then if you hit the snooze button, you go out, you're just defeated already. You're behind the power curve. Now you've won something. You feel better about yourself. Mm. So now you're able to take these hits along the way. Yeah. So that's the mindset that I think it's important to bring with you every day you go, mm. everywhere you go in life. Win what you can. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Well, the other thing, too, is we could get the ethics about this right. It's like, well, is there something wrong with, with generating money? It's like, well, it depends on what you're going to do with the money. Mm. You know, like if you're going to spend it all on hookers and cocaine, then probably that's reprehensible. 
But if you're going to... Well, it still employs the hookers. Well, it's still a commercial. That's right. The hookers might not think it's reprehensible. I suppose neither do the cocaine growers. But, you know, you can, you can argue that there are better and worse things that you could do with your money. Mm. If you're guilty about making money, then maybe you should think harder about what the hell you're going to do with the money. Because yeah. there's some good things you can and do with the money. And why you feel guilty about making money well, in the first yes, place and where yes. that comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, wh and what's productive about You say, well, I don't want to be greedy. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Good rule. But, you know, you have a family. You could support them. You could invest the money in the community. There's all sorts of positive things that you could do with your money if you were very, very thoughtful yeah. about how you decided to spend it. People don't get so, this. Sorry to jump in. Yeah, People no don't problem. get that Mother Teresa was basically a money launderer. They just mm. don't get this. A lot of her money came from Robert Maxwell. And, you know, a lot of people that would be reprehensibly mm. evil to most of society. But she would take money. She didn't mind where it came from. And then she would do her work mm. with said money. So, yeah, instead of being guilty about yeah. making money, you could think hard about what yes, it is I'll take that you the want money. to do with it yeah. and do something useful with mm. it and productive. Yeah, that's a much... And I would say that's also your response. If you happen to be one of those people to whom money is disproportionately flowing, right, because you've started to become successful and you've hit that acceleration mm. point where you're getting more because you already have, then the ethical requirement isn't to be guilty about that, but to think, okay, how can I use this money which I have been bequeathed in the most responsible manner possible? Mm. And that's a perfectly reasonable thing to think. And you can do that with some error. Yeah. So. Of course. So if something solidifies, um, it basically doesn't change. Um, and... If it's something that's not good, well, that's not good, that it's solidified. And we have a society that's solidified. There's so many gimmies. Um, and what I mean by gimmies is that things are accepted as if, well, that's how things are. And the greatest, one of the greatest forms of mind control is familiarity. Because when something becomes familiar, it becomes a gimme. And gimme things are not questioned, they're accepted. For instance, um, taking a child who's just come into this world at the age of three or four and putting them through that sausage machine all day, five days a week uh, um, for all the formative years called education, actually programming, that's a gimme. Well, that's how things are. Kids go to school. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him. I've used him for many years. And recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. 
Is that, yeah, but take a deep breath, look at its effect, let's question it. And when you start uh, questioning the gimmies, questioning the, 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 the solidification of accepted how things are, it's my daughter. Yeah. Um, perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> uh, I brought her up well. Um, then, um, of course, you need to disrupt the solidification mm. for things to be changed. And, and, you know, if you want a quiet life, anything for a peaceful life, then nothing's ever going to change. You have to disturb things for them to change. And when you disturb things, they go into a state of flux before um, uh, 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 they, they reform in a different way. Mm. So you can have... Um, a perception of disturbance is like, oh no, I don't want change. Mm. Or you can have a perception of disturbance, which is a very positive thing. Because unless you disturb what needs changing, it won't change. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I think someone who is incredibly in touch with their intuition, their heart, their what well, their internal personal power, and then they go about expressing in the world. As opposed to a mimicking entrepreneur, this is the way Gary Vaynerchuk does it. This is the way Rob Moore does it. We want to learn from all those, but we also want to be conscious of the miracle of our own self and letting that hooligan out. And um, when you do that, because so few people are willing to pursue those ideas that matter to them, people call it disruption. Right. But really all it is is confidence of your convictions. Yeah. And I, as we talked about earlier, pursuing that cause that's completely worthy. Yeah. And you look at people like Elon Musk, all of his PayPal money, put it all into space travel and electric cars. This is not, and this is what then we call that disruption. This is a guy that had a really noble cause that was great enough to, to risk it all. Um, and he had the confidence to do it. And, you know, and that's what disruption is, I think. Mm. I think it's probably misunderstood. I think people think disruptors are people that sit and they, they're like fucking Einstein and they're reimagining the nature of the world and they, they see all the dots connecting and perfect. I don't think it's that. I think you have one singular pursuit or belief. You back yourself and you're willing to put in the hard work and you have the persistence to see it through. And then the world looks at you and says disruptor. Mm. You often don't think you are, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a, lot with a, lot, a lot with a lot of the greats. It's something that other people attri attribute to you after the fact, so, mm. yeah. Um, what does the word disruptive mean to you? Um, not the norm. Uh, moving people uh, or things away from the norm and doing things differently. Mm. And that is more important and relevant today than at any time in our history. Yeah. Disruptive to me, I mean a few things. Um, probably a good company out there to say disruptive would be Uber. Uber's probably disruptive. Mm. So if you think back to the black taxis, black ta you used to have to do the knowledge. It would take you years before you could become a black cab driver. Mm. Uber's come along, don't really need much. You can yeah. go there on your sat nav and you can drive around. They've messed up mm. the whole taxi taxi field so you had black cabs you had addison lee and now you've got uber they're disruptive they're disruptive mm. to the industry they've come out there now and they're like we are here we're going to change it we don't care what has happened all these years we're going to come in and just mess up the whole thing 
And that's what they've done. Like Deliveroo, Ooh. another example. Everyone used to order delivery. It was they're always making, Indian and Chinese. They're thousands of pounds out of me. They are. But <laughs> yeah. delivery, they'll, they'll go and take food from anywhere else. Yeah. It's about thinking outside the box and what's not the norm. Mm. Even with me in the rap industry, car wrapping, everyone, car wrapping was known. But who went out there and got the celebrities? Who went out there and got the high-end cars? Who went out there and done it all in-house? Mm. I don't outsource. So it's about being different. And I think if you're different, some people don't like difference, mm. but if you're strong enough and you keep pumping away, pumping away, eventually people will come around and be like, you know what, that actually works. Mm. You know what, I'm actually gonna go that way. And I feel sorry for people like the black cab drivers because they had to do their graph. Mm. They're on their little mopeds, doing the knowledge, and you just got Uber now that just come along. And listen, it's a great concept. I don't yeah. use Uber, I don't really get taxis, but mm. just, just that as, as, a, as a business, mm. fantastic. Disruptive means not accepting the way it's always been done, not assuming that just because experts, air quotes, experts, people before you did it that way, that that makes it the right way. Don't accept the rules. Don't assume that the people that wrote the books were smarter than you. Um, leave open the possibility that there might be a better way to do this and give it a shot. Uh, again, you know, you don't should never feel fa fear failure. You should fear not trying. So that's what disruptives is all about, is to actually believe, even if people are laughing at you, there might be a better way to do this. I see a brand new opportunity and I'm going to give it a shot, even if all the experts are telling you that's not the way it works. What you should be saying to yourself in silence is, well, it might be soon because I'm going to disrupt this industry. We did that with travel. Um, and, you know, we were some little startup and people were saying, who are you? Right. We have these multi-zillion dollar airlines, hotel companies, big people, way smarter than you, way more successful that you think you can re-engineer the travel industry. And alone at home in our quiet, tiny little office with fold up furniture, we said, uh, yeah, we kind of think we can. Disruption about is about believing that you might be the person redesigning an industry. Because I think, yeah, sometimes this disruption, I was asking myself the question about the Internet, good or bad the other day, and I've always been a big advocate for it. It's transformed our business. Mm. But there are a lot of negatives that are coming out of the disruption that's going on at yeah. the moment. So it's become more ambivalent to me, where, you know, disruption, good or bad. Is and and I, think, I think we should think carefully about, you know, the social side of you know, social media, you know, how, how it affects people's lives. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of sort of mental illness at work. There's a lot of people struggling for reasons that would have surprised people 30 years ago. Mm. You think, why is that? Yeah. So, so I think we as entrepreneurs have a duty to think about that mm. and maybe come up with some new ideas to help yeah. address that. Mm. So, I, yeah, I love change. I, I, I love the, the challenge of improving things. But disruption without moderation or unmoderated disruption can yeah. be harmful. Yeah. Okay. In true disruption is really about, you know, going into a market and you know, going into finding a much better way of doing things. And as a result of that, basically putting most of the people that are currently delivering that good of service out of business or forcing them to adapt and change to your way of doing things. So it's, it's about coming up with a better mousetrap, so to speak. I mean, I feel I'm a bit disruptive, to be honest. Um, it's shaking things up. It's not playing by the rules. It's doing things your way. It's adding some spice and some sass and some sauce. A pioneer of... Uh, like, like the English is with the Bremen Watch. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's about being a pioneer. It's about not following the, the, the traditions and norm. It's mm. about 
breaking the status quo in everything you do. Yeah. Because, you know, opportunity, the growth is not in a predefined path. Mm. It means you're going to change things, you know, but, I, you know, pe- people need to, you, you need to be profitable, not just disruptive. Mm. Like, because if, you, if you're not profitable, you're not going to be disruptive. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just trying to make a lot of, it's like the influencer. They want to be an influencer. Dude, if you, if you don't make money, you're not going to influence much for very long. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to do that now. So to me, I'm trying to, I'm looking at various markets and trying to work out a way to disrupt them, which is I'm not trying to reinvent them or create new ones. I'm just trying to find a way, I'm using a blue ocean strategy approach to it really. Yeah. Trying to find a way to disrupt the incumbents. So yes, take their customers off them and offer them a service or solution in a way in which they just can't. Yeah. So that's just going to disrupt them or disintermediate in some cases, yeah. but disrupt them in terms of they can't do it because of the way they are, the way they think, the way they operate. But if you're an entrepreneur these days and you leverage technology, you can disrupt a lot of big companies. The point to remember, and actually a founder of um, a fintech company recently said to me, it's a good point you made, is that you can be disruptive, but I love the challenger banks. You can be disruptive and think you're being disruptive. You're disrupting the big guys, incumbents. But do not underestimate the big guys, the incumbents. I've done that in the past. They have a lot of money, yeah. a lot of time, a lot of resource. Yeah. And when they say, oh, hang on a minute, he's disrupting us. <laughs> yeah. And they throw that at you. They can slowly, it might be all tanker speed, but unless you're moving at jet ski speed, yeah. they're going to run you over. Yeah. And often that's what can happen. You've got to be disruptive in a way where there is clear water. You are doing things that doesn't matter what they try and do in this large organization. I'm talking about disrupting existing markets here. Yeah. Uh, they can never do what you are doing because it's not in their DNA. Yeah. Not in their makeup to do it or to do it that way. Being disruptive would be, and I guess we touched upon it in, in the podcast, but being disruptive would be kind of being unconventional, going outside probably the regular person's comfort zone in, in a need to achieve. You know, that's being disruptive. Not going, kind of like the old quote is, is a cliche, be a shepherd, not a sheep. Mm. Don't follow the crowd and do what you're expected to do. And so disruption for me is about not being satisfied with going along with everything because it's easier. It's always easier to swim downstream. And of course, if you're one of the fish that wants to swim downstream because that's what you think, sure, go, go, go. It's always going to be harder to swim upstream, but it's totally worth the effort. So I believe, and I tell my kids every day, all the best people are mad. All the best people are weird. And the more weird and the mad you are, and the, the more alone you find yourself, I believe you're probably heading in the right direction. And if you feel really alone and you need someone who's known for being a cow to back you up, then do always email me and I'll always be there. Mm. But yeah, swim upstream and you'll be all right. Mm. This podcast called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Is it? That's yeah. What it yeah. Was. yeah. Not the realistic entrepreneur. <laughs> so that word, what does that mean to you, disruptive? Disruptive means disrupt, like fuck things up, like have a go, don't go with the flow. And I'm sort of not like that because I'm a confused disruptor because I'm actually quite conservative with a small C. I'm actually quite establishment. I quite like things being stable. I quite like the way things run, but I hate injustice. I hate bullies. I hate people who kind of force their views on other people. So disruptive to me means don't go with the norm. Like mm. just, there, there is no norm. What the fuck does norm means? And if something becomes norm, it normally means that 
a lot of people like it, so probably it's a bit boring and it's just like a everyone's gone for it. So just mm. do what you want, man. Yeah. That was a terrible. That no, was great. No, it was great. It really wasn't. I loved it. No, it wasn't. that first sentence, we yeah. could definitely pick just that out. No, all the rest of it. Oh, no, no, we're not cutting any of it out. <laughs> no, 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 not cutting any of it out. Yeah. Well, kind of disruptive means taking things up, you know? And I think I do that because, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I'm, I wasn't probably as uh, knowledgeable as I am now, but I simply didn't follow the, mm. the line, you know? <laughs> when I started bodybuilding, I was doing everything different and yeah. experienced guys in the gym were like, ah, that's not gonna work, you know? <laughs> you know? I was like, all right, let, let's see. Mm. Um, so it was di disruptive in that way. Everybody, you know, in England was like, not everybody, but I felt like a lot of people were saying to me, Come on, man! Yeah. You, you can't go to the states and beat those guys <laughs> over there. They're not even human. They're like, yeah. oh, they're here, you know, they're not a different planet, you know. Mm. Right? They got bigger gyms. They got probably access to better food and information and mm. stuff. But nobody is going to work harder than me. Um, so I was disruptive in that uh, point. And uh, anyone watch my London reels is probably quite disruptive because my opinions are not conventional. Mm. Uh, the way I do things are not conventional. So that's disruptive, and I think, you know, we need to be disruptive sometimes. Things need to be shaken up, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, people's uh, opinions and views sometimes need to be shaken up a little bit. Mm. Uh, so it's not something I think about. It's just, it's just me being me naturally. Yeah. You know, I didn't. Uh, I've always been somewhat of a, an individual and a, and a rebel. You know, mm. so um, I guess that's reflected in most things I do. Mm. Do you enjoy proving people wrong? Disruptive to me is actually is going to sound ironic. Disruptive to me is to live truth to yourself. And so to do what is true to you, what your heart tells you to do and drown out the noise. Everybody in the world today is conforming to what other people think they should be or what they should be doing. So a disruptive human is like you and me. I'm doing my thing. And I, I have to get to a point in your you have to get rather to a point in your life where you're willing to take the heat for being you for chasing your real dream, for going after it when nobody believes it, nobody thinks it's possible, there's no evidence you should do it, you have a track record of failing already at it, but there's this part of you inside that's like, man, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to stay excited until the job gets done. That's a disruptive person who's willing to be true to themselves. It's the person who's got cancer who keeps freaking fighting when the doctor says, you got three months. You're a disruptive motherfucker when you keep <laughs> fighting during those times. You're an entrepreneur and nothing's going right. Everyone thinks you're out of your mind. You know what's disruptive? To stay true to your voice, to stay true to your calling, to get after it. So I love disruptive people because disruptive people have one thing other people, they won't conform and they will take the damn heat. Most people hate the heat. They hate the rejection. They hate the pain. They hate being ostracized. They hate the negativity. They hate the struggle. They can't deal with it, so they won't disrupt. They conform. And so for me, it's lack of conformity. It's being you. The opposite are quite different from the way people are looking at uh, a particular business problem. Uh, you come in with something off of left field mm. to everyone else. Disruptive means someone who challenges conventional thinking, for me. So you can be destructive, that's different, but disruptive's good. I like mm. disruptive. You know, mm. it's what you want. When yeah. the world zigs, zag. Mm. When everyone goes one way, go another way, you know, because that challenges conventional thinking. So disruptive, for me, 
doesn't you know you can can be disruptive in the classroom that's slightly different you know yeah. throwing things at your teacher can be quite disruptive but actually just just challenging conventional thinking is, is what disruptive means to me against the normal which are quite like that um, I've never been one for for the norm I, I think because of my musical background and, and everything like that is always to do things the opposite way because that's what passionate people love love to do so that's what it, it that's what it means to me you know it, it, it means change changing things and doing things differently yeah um, I, I wanted to do things differently in Dragon's Den. Uh, they said, don't sing the song. Everyone exactly. sang the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't deny me of my passion. Yeah, I had <laughs> yeah. to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking to the girl that's got Little Rascal yeah, written on her. I wanted to ask her. about that. <laughs> um, How did you get the typewriter to get it on your phone? <laughs> um, Edit that one out. <laughs> I, I thought that was a red ant for a while. The 17, is it 79? 79. What does 79 mean? Um, that that's one's the year kind I was born, of... by the way. That's what it is. That's a sign. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I got it just before I came here today. Oh, cool, because yeah. you did a bit of your research. <laughs> yeah. No, um, they all mean different things. Yeah, so what does 79 mean? <laughs> it's a long story. It's all right, we've got time. <laughs> um, no, because it makes me sound like, it, it makes me sound Okay, so myself and my flatmate, we bought a flat together. Um, and it was really hard to buy a flat together because usually you can't do that unless you are related or unless you're married. Mm. We're just two mates, we bought a house together. Um, I own, he, it was his idea to get the numbers. He got a pie chart actually with like 21% cut out of it. But I yeah. thought it looked like a clock, so I didn't want to get that. <laughs> so he was like, just get 79 then. But now I've got 79 written on my and I own 79% of the house. And right. it kind of just sounds like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. it's not. And so, uh, yeah, so that's why I got 79. Um, li little rascal. Little rascal, because I feel like I'm in that stage of my life yeah. where I'm like really am being just a little rascal to people. Mm. Um, if I had more courage, I'd do a tattoo. But what would this it is say? A, um, the disruptive entrepreneur. I think that'd be a bit egocentric, wouldn't it, to tattoo the name of my podcast on me? Yeah, but the tattoo, like, it could have been first that you were like, I am... It could be just disruptive. Disruptive, yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. So to answer your question, I think that just being disruptive is actually great. Well, I mean, unless it's on, like, the night tube, in which case, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't stand it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Disruptive within those situations, like you know, the entrepreneurial world, I think yeah. is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the things when they are not just incremental, but they are exponential. Because to me, and when you become an expert, you become useless at those things. And those things, experts can only improve something 10% or 15%, and those are incremental. When you are outside the industry, you are able to make it something 10 times or 100 times better. So the disruption happens when you're no longer incremental, when something changes at least by 10x. Now, do you know what? I would look at, personally, disruptive probably leans more to a good thing for me because it's a bit like if there's a meeting of the top dogs going on, I'd feel no way about going in there and be like, <laughs> guys, listen, I'm, and just making myself disruptive. And, yeah. and, you know, I think that's the one thing that, that music constantly does. You're always disrupting the airwaves and, and, and always guiding people's vision and eyeline and, and ears. Because mm. you're trying to go, I'm over here. Hey, don't, don't look at him. I'm yeah, over here. Yeah. That's what I do on a, I mm. suppose, a, a, daily, a daily basis. Yeah.
that you're that you're willing to totally rethink um, a situation. Even, Love how you got your book even, title in there. Even if you, um, even if if people feel that it's breaking some glass, yeah, and it's gonna um, disrupt the status quo, it's gonna upset the status quo. That you're willing to do it, and I think that that most successful entrepreneurs would believe that would would not even focus on the disruption piece because they would assume that away. They would they would say like like I, I don't really care if that happens because I have a goal in mind and I'm going to reach that goal mm. and I'm going to go forward until I get that goal accomplished and all the noise that they're creating around them they won't really worry about too much yeah they know not only will they suspend judgment they'll suspend reality if they have to mm. to get to that goal